season and uh, very nearly the end of the world. <laughs> Welcome to Hamlet Pod. listening, hello Nick, to do a special funeral march version of the Hand of Pod theme tune this week. I'm Sam Kelly, I'm sitting here pouring my eyes out with tears, whilst Australian Dan, English Dan and Sebastian Garcia are all sitting around struggling not to laugh at me. Say hello gentlemen. Uh, good evening. Hola. Hello. The reason for this, as very few of our listeners would have failed to notice, is that River Plate, for the first time in their 110 year history... We're going to be playing the relegation playoff, playing a competitive league fixture against a side from a, a lower division, in fact, because, of course, the relegation playoff hasn't existed for the whole length of that time, but uh, the lower divisions have done. And that's, well, that's a result of a, a combination of the results, really, over the um, the weekend just gone more than anything. The Olympo Kielbes result, far more than even the River result. I would say it's a combination of ten years of bad administration, that first well. of all, and um, um, two years before of awful play on the pitch. Yeah, yeah and Ole actually probably set the tone very nicely for what I reluctantly admit has to be the main talking point for this weekend, for this week's pod, with their cover on Sunday morning because the matches, the decisive match in the relegation battle, were played on Saturday. Ole's cover on Sunday was black. And with a red sash across the front of it, which of course is River's motif, um, and just had 50% Aguilar, the name of the previous president, and 50% Passarella, who's the current president, of course. That's exactly what's, what it is, isn't it? I mean, it, it wouldn't have I, changed. I disagree. I, well, I think it's more, more heavily yeah. weighted to Aguilar, but it's definitely those, those are the two names to, who are to blame. And it wouldn't have changed, of course, had River stayed up had, had Olimpo not beaten Kilmes River would have been fine even though they lost to Lanus 2-1 you know that wouldn't have actually changed anything although you do wonder you've got to think that the, the cover wouldn't have happened um, <laughs> the reason that we're going to be talking about this so heavily by the way and, and I'll just explain this because I tried to explain it to my girlfriend on Saturday night and she laughed at me and said I was exaggerating it is literally Saturday was the worst day in River Plate's History. It was. A um, hundred years. River are the only club in, in Argentina with a uh, hundred years in the top flight, and those years were uh, are consecutive. They, mm. uh, I believe, it was last year they turned, uh, they, they they reached this milestone, and it's never been like this. I mean, growing up and he, uh, hearing tales of grand, my grandpa, my father, and every 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 football fan you you talk to. They would always tell you about the great River Plate sites of the 40s and beyond, and, and, and how they were winning everything in the 80s and 90s. And, and I saw that I, I didn't need to, anybody to tell me that. And to see them in this uh, situation, I, I think as a rival, I never thought I was going to see this day. And I don't know what's going to happen. They could they could be relegated because. At, up to up to a couple of weeks ago, 
River fans and fans in general were in general were saying, "Nah, there's no way. Something's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna be saved so, somehow. A referee mistake or an inspirational performance by one of the players." And the games went on, and not, none of those things happened. And pro promotion, re this relegation playoff was uh, closer and closer. And now, uh, I would think River Plate fans shouldn't. Uh, keep thinking oh no nothing's going to happen to us no mm -hmm. no they should really really start thinking about this is a real strong uh, chance that they're going to go down I think it's worth to worth pointing out though and I do this kind of with a very heavy heart because I think it's kind of funny that we all find themselves in trouble <laughs> that the fact that they're in this relegation playoff now has very little to do with their performances over the last year because I think they correct me if I'm wrong but In, if it was a one-year table, they would be fifth or sixth in, yeah. the, in the rankings. So this is all entirely to do with their poor performances in the two years that passed before then. And Absolutely. they would have needed an incredible kind of yeah. year to get out of trouble. And even though in the, in the, the real reason, of course, uh, as much as the previous two seasons, the, the slump in form this season came right at the end in the last mm -hmm. seven matches. Which it's got a lot to do, I think, with the pressure when points. they realise that the promotion, yeah. the promotion, I don't know why I went up so English then was kind of a re reality yeah I think yeah. especially for a lot of the youngsters because River have a very young team it was just kind of too much to, to bear on their shoulders but it has, it has to be said that even with that slump and even with only three points in the last 21 they still finished with more points across the whole season than any of the rest of the big five including um, Racing who were meant to be mm -hmm. the champions this year <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, and there's a certain sense of irony here in the, in the fact that this three-season relegation system was brought in to protect the big clubs mm -hmm. and that and particularly yeah. River in 81 mm -hmm. they, they introduced these promedios uh, the average point system to effectively save River they reintroduced reintroduced so first years in the 50s alright well but they were established for good yeah. in the early 80s and one of the main the, well, the first victims was uh, Racing of course got relegated in 83 and among other things It was to save River from, from relegation. Yeah, and we should, uh, I should <coughs> possibly say, rather than Seba or English Dan saying this, that uh, that's very literal what, what Seba's saying. It, it literally was to save River from relegation because the season was over, and then the AFA decided, right, no, we're going to change the rules <laughs> here because River had finished in the relegation sit, uh, position, and so they quite literally brought it in. It was a year or two years after San Lorenzo went down, wasn't it? Yes, San Lorenzo went down in 81 and the promedios were effectively in place in 82 and then they changed to three seasons instead of two the season after Racing got relegated oh, that's um, a, okay. yeah, okay. in 84 um, Just yeah. out of interest though um, I know we're saying that this time the mm. uh, three year things come back to Horn River but in the two really poor seasons they had would they have gone down before? If, yeah, that's what yeah, I was just thinking been, of If, if it had been a straight relegation system with the bottom three clubs over the course of the mm. season being down I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have been relegated last year OK there might have been one where they finished right down the bottom but it was the last only, two years they uh, finished was mm. only one apertura or clausura yeah. not, not the, the two rounds uh, the, the 38 matches to put it into perspective how do you how would you compare this if you were to take the example of uh, the, the, the English Top flight. Well, I was thinking about that. Or uh, La Liga, for example. I'm, I'm thinking it could be like Real Madrid getting relegated. Uh, or see, I, I, was thinking, I, I don't think you really can compare it with anything in England, because in England, 
all of the clubs have been in the, in yeah. the top. Uh, I, I think Arsenal are the longest surviving in the top flight. Everton, but they got Everton might be, uh, yeah. and, and they got promoted in what the twenties or thirties. Mm. But equally, neither of those clubs are the side who've got far and away more league titles than anybody else. It, it, it's like it's like a side with the combined trophy hall of Man United and Liverpool, who equally have never spent any time outside the top flight, being being on the on the very precipice of, of relegation. So yeah, I mean you'd have to look to Spain and say Real Madrid or Barcelona. Um, Probably Real Madrid even because of this the, the most of the league, league yeah. titles won and the tradition of beautiful football across the whole story, not yeah. just the last few years. Absolutely. Um, so should we quickly talk about what's going to happen in the next week in terms of games, course, and then yeah. perhaps give a little prediction of the uh, of the. River and matches. That's, that's a very good point because the, the situation is, is complicated, and of course, we've all been being asked numerous questions on Twitter. I was getting a hell of a lot of them on Saturday when Twitter decided that I've been tweeting too much in the last couple of hours and <laughs> blocked my account. For that. Yeah, good thing, because they're getting more and more desperate. I think they were first to God and I told them, Allah, I told them you were tweeting too much. I was saying, carry on. Yeah. I have to say that the, the previous, this, that's only happened to me once before, and it was when I was trying to do the live updates for the Super Classico. And mercifully, it happened after the end of that. But I, I, I'm going to just stop the football tour for a second and have a very brief rant about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell's the point in having a system like that if you can't keep updating it all the time? <laughs> it's stupid. Anyway, I, I had to stop tweeting for two hours, so I wasn't able to answer some of your <laughs> questions, and I apologise for that. Um, what's happening in the next few days? We're recording this on Monday night. Now, I imagine. Um, if I decide to work through the night and get this up, which I won't do because we only uploaded the I only uploaded the Uruguay Copa America special just before I came out tonight. It, it's more likely to be up Tuesday, maybe Wednesday morning. We've not mentioned any of the other relegations. So what happened basically is Kilmers were relegated. Yes, uh, but, of these but, five matches that all happened at the same time, Kilmers automatically relegated. That was the same happened in the same game as the one that sent River down because Olimpo beating Kilmes right. condemned both River and Kilmes. Uh, Tigre and Olimpo were safe. Olimpo obviously we mentioned because they won. Uh, and then we're not sure what's going to happen with Huracan and Gimnasia. Yeah, they finished dead level on the points average. Um, one of them, they finished dead level, sorry, uh, on, on the points average, meaning because Kilmes are one of the automatically relegated sides, that one of Huracan and Gimnasia has to go down automatically and the other has to play the playoff against the third place team from B Nacional. San Martín de San Juan. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, who were last in the Primera, what, two seasons ago or something? Yeah. Fairly recently. So that matches tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, they, they, is it Tuesday or well, is it Wednesday? Tuesday, 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 which is being played in La Bomonera where they're going to have to put the goal back in that they gave Martin Palermo. Yeah. Yeah, fairly good-naturedly taken the mickey out of River. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so once, so once, once that's sorted out, and then Wednesday is the first playoff yeah. between uh, River and Belgrano de Córdoba in Córdoba. Now the, now, the relegation playoff, obviously, the Huracán Gimnasia is one match on a neutral ground to decide who then plays the relegation playoff. The losers go down straight away, um, and the, the winners of it will get to play the relegation playoff against San Martín. 
And so, apart from apart from obviously River going to promotion, which was a big story, I think the most fascinating development on on Saturday when there were five simultaneous matches, Huracan lost five one at Independiente. They were down and out, and the only the only match who, uh, which was still going on because of a mm. little delay in the start of the second half was Gimnasia Boca Juniors. Gimnasia were 2 nil up in the first half in only 12 or 20 minutes. Uh, they were 2 nil up. And then Christian Selay, a former Huracan and Estudiantes player, uh, scored twice for Boca. And he... I forgot he was formerly Huracan. Yeah, yeah right. he, he started playing for Huracan and uh, he's play, he played more than 100 matches for Huracan and was a captain mm. for Huracan. And he is not a first team regular for Boca, but he got the, the start and he scored twice being a defender and the last the, the last goal he scored was a deep in injury time basically the last kick of the game or last, last kick of the game, game. Yeah. last and action of Palermo for yeah. Boca yeah that's exactly. the other thing Palermo set it up with his last ever touch in professional football which was a header yeah. <laughs> and that gave uh, Huracan a new life because uh, the, 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 the famous image for me and the one I will remember forever will be the one of a Huracan fan listening to the game on the radio he was already crying because he's uh, he, his team was relegated. They lost heavily. They have no 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 consolation whatsoever. All they could do was to hope for Boca to score a late goal, and that's what happened. And mm-hmm. the guy was holding the radio and shouting and screaming, and he looked like a little boy <laughs> in Christmas. And uh, because of that goal, now Huracan have another chance to stay up and, and continue. In intensive care instead of <laughs> just yeah, being instead there. Instead of down in the ground, yeah. yeah. I think one of the most interesting things as well about the Huracan Independiente game was just watching uh, the face of the Independiente coach, which is Antonio Mohamed, uh, Huracan fan, their former, former, player, yeah. their former coach, because yeah. they ended up winning 5 1, and it just, you've never seen a coach look so upset when his team is winning 5 1. He was yeah. devastated. <laughs> and it's been overshadowed a bit by, by River being in their situation, but they're both big clubs, as we've yeah. talked so about. Well, they've kind of yeah. been kind of up and down a couple well, of times. Yeah. It's not, yeah. So uh, even if they win against Gimnasia and they get another uh, another lifeline they still have to win against they still have, a good team and they still have a promotion and they have a history Huracan and San Martín de San Juan oh. a very controversial game which was a promotion as well uh, but not, not directly a promotion it was like a, a playoff from second division to top so division got the right to, to yeah exactly yeah. and it was a scandalous uh, Refereeing from a former milita- mi- military man, and Mohammed was the coach of Huracan, and he was outrageous. I mean, that's one of the, the worst uh, moments in the history of Argentine football. This guy played until San Martin de San Juan scored. He didn't was give. Nigerian, was it? <laughs> no, he wasn't. And. Uh, yeah, so it, there is a, another twist in this story that could see a rematch between Huracan and San Martín de San Juan, and that's something I really recommend. If it happens, I really recommend all of all of you to pay attention to that because something's going to happen. More more immediately on um, on Wednesday to, to drag this back to the the fixtures to come in the week, the ones that we know about on Wednesday. River travelled to Cordoba. So well, they've travelled to Cordoba already. Of course, they don't travel the day of the game, uh, but. In football journalism parlance, they will be travelling to Cordoba on Wednesday to play Belgrano in the first leg of, of the playoff, and then the second leg is on Sunday, uh, an indeterminate time. Wednesday's match is going to be nine o'clock at night Argentine time, which, if you're in the UK, is 
one in the morning. So good luck if you're planning on staying up for it. Um, Sunday is the 15th anniversary of River Plate winning the Copa Libertadores. <laughs> really? And now they have probably a much more important game. Yeah, it, it has to be said as well for the um, since a lot of people will be wondering exactly how these playoffs work. They are two-legged. Away goals are not used, and nor is a penalty shootout. If the aggregate score is level after the end of the second leg, then the team who are currently in the Primera get to stay in the Primera. And that's not something that's been brought in this year just for River. <laughs> that's something that's, that's been the case um, ever since they were brought in, as far as I'm aware, but certainly for the, the seven or eight years I've been following Argentine football. Huracan or Gimnasia's tie against San Martín is going to begin on Sunday, I think, isn't it? And then the second leg is played the following Wednesday. Friday, maybe. I'm not pretty maybe. sure about that. It might be Friday, Friday and Tuesday. Yeah. They have to play everything before the 30th of June because... Yeah. All of the contracts are made until course, that yeah. day, yeah. and they, they cannot afford to do it further than. Yeah, and uh, for anybody who who's wondering, the same thing I was wondering, but which absolutely nobody in the mainstream Argentine media seemed to pick up on. Juan Pablo Carrizo, having been called up for the national team for the World Cup, will be as for the Copa America. Sorry, will be allowed to play for River in this uh, playoff tie. Nobody seemed to be asking the question. They probably just assumed like that he so. would be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but given that, for instance, Teo Gutierrez couldn't play the last game for the Racing this season, I didn't think it was something that, that, that was easy to assume, necessarily. Sure. Um, different, things think, stakes, different things at stake and, and different yeah. positions as well. The goalkeeper doesn't need much to, to recover. Uh, plus he's no, local. No, I mean, Teo had to go to Colombia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, one thing I'd like to uh, ask, I think this might be a painful subject for Sam, but <laughs> if we kind of take... If we predict early, I'm not saying I do predict it, but if River do go down, just how damaging is that going to be as an institution? Because I, I read a very interesting article, yeah. I think, in El Cronista today, saying kind of what the economic and well, I was trying institutional to work impact would yeah. be. And I'm, like, not yeah. a, I'm not an, econo- an economist. Yeah. economist. But I think so, the biggest fact that came um, out was, I think at the moment, River earns something like... 16, 17 million pesos a year from Football Paradoras. Yeah. In the second division, there's a there's an upper limit of three million pesos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For a team that's already in deep economic uh, duty, no, absolutely. I was, it could make a hell of a difference. I was thinking the same thing, uh, or, or along the same lines. And one of the things that I was trying to work out to myself, this was after I'd switched the computer off last night, so I wasn't able to look things up relevantly. It was while I was lying in bed, <laughs> turning, unable to sleep. Um, but for example is, is match day income now I suspect next season that um, that if the prices are dropped to you know be in keeping with, mm. with a B Nacional kind of thing I, th- I think River will still be able to get decent crowds to the Monumental yeah. at least for the first season if, if they have difficulty getting promoted straight away then it might wow, change wow you're thinking of more than one season <laughs> you still got relegated Central went down a year ago and River they've shown that it's not as easy to, yes. to get back up especially yeah. when you can't score any bloody goals yeah, which yeah, you know yeah. they're going to have to sell a lot of the players yeah. but the thing, but, but the, thing that, the, the thing that I, that I was thinking of from the economic point of view is for instance um, the Popular at River, the, the stand where the, the cheap seats are, let's say, uh, has uh, uh, how many? Like about 15,000, let's say, Some places. Those, yeah. um, each one of those are currently sold because of an AFA guideline and, and very strict controls on, on ticket pricing. Um, currently sold for 40 pesos. If they go down to B Nacional, that's going to drop to 30. 30 yeah. So that's 10 pesos, okay, 10 pesos a ticket, but you multiply that by 15,000. And you get one and a half million pesos straight away wiped off the match day income per game. Mm. 
So they're going to be losing one and a half million pesos. Per, and that's only on the popular. That's before you take into account the fact that presumably they're not going to be selling uh, the Plateas, the Belgrano Alta for 150,000 pesos. Uh, sorry, yeah, you're quite right. Not so you're not an economist I got that right when I worked it out on the verge of sleeping yeah. last night but not just now um, and you know the, you do the same thing for the plateaus I mean the, the most expensive plateau river at the moment is the San Martin Baja which is 220 pesos there's no way they can charge 220 pesos to watch second division football I mean I paid that much for a seat in the San Martin Alta for Argentina Spain last year but on the other hand, players are gonna are not gonna be earning that much, and uh, have to there will be less contracts. I think, yeah. Yes, of course. And if examples from the past are anything to go by, I'm thinking San Lorenzo in '82, first season in, in well their only season in, in second division, they were taking more people to to stadiums than Boca River and all the other yeah. f- uh, four grandes for great uh, big teams. And they, they were even filling up the River Plates Monumental on their own. I mean, it was such a revolution from, from fans. It was kind of a Sometimes it does really resurrection. Fans well, yeah, yeah. We just quickly mentioned that San Lorenzo at the time didn't have their own stadium, which is why they were... Yeah, they had to sell it. Yeah, I it think of like, Italy as recent examples where we see like Juventus going down or Napoli, big clubs. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, yeah, you, you wouldn't be surprised if the fans come out in force to try and show their... So, uh, solidarity and but I think as Dan mentioned the big difference here is TV rights because yeah, it works differently in, in Italy like Juventus had their, yeah. had their money sorted out for that whereas here but there's also another thing talking about TV rights at the moment the company who holds it who holds the TV rights is not the same in Primera than in Second Division no. and this company is Taser Sports of course we, we know it uh, they used to have the, the the rights for Primera División until the government split up with them and, and when uh, sorry the, the, the AFA split up with them and went with the government so we can all see uh, football for free and now I'm thinking maybe River going down could somehow shuffle everything and, and change everything and who knows maybe River will have a different agreement with uh, the TV company could have uh, their rights being sold separately and they Probably won't won't have a won't suffer such a dramatic. Yeah, impact. I could definitely see something being shuffled around there. If we're serious, generate money. If we're serious, more people are going to watch River in the B. Then they're going to watch Lanús, Arsenal. Of course, anyone like that in in the A. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some. I got asked by one person whether this might, if River were to go down, whether it might affect the the bias of the coverage let's say in Olé where you'll get a quarter of the paper devoted to River a quarter of the paper devoted to Boca and then all the other teams and all the other sports in the country <laughs> have to make up the rest of the newspaper and it, it, it won't happen that way at all all that will happen is that one third of the country will suddenly start paying attention to one game each week from right. the B Nacional mm. um, yeah sadly so so Sam, talk us through your, uh, how, how you're going to your, your day of the match as we did with our <laughs> Super Classic of what are you going to do uh, Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. Well, uh, on Wednesday, um, I, I assume I'll be able to watch it because we're able to record this tonight. We were going to, we were thinking about recording it on Wednesday, just after the game, or, or just before the game. There's no escape, Sam. Um, so you're going to watch, you're gonna watch yeah. it. Yeah. There's no escape. Uh, no, on Wednesday, I, I imagine it will be a fairly normal day until the game starts because it's not until nine at night. Um, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there. You're going to be tweeting, so shouting in front of the television, tweeting possibly. Um, Sunday I definitely won't be tweeting unfortunately so you won't get the glee of watching me break down (laughs) well sorry I'll say almost definitely because I'll I'll almost certainly actually be going to the game um, to to show my this this wonderful Argentine characteristic which I've picked up today actually because I've had a fairly annoying day today as well as on Saturday for different reasons but yeah it's a very porteño thing of it's, they call it bronca here. so I'll, I'll go to show my bronca to the team which is anger more or less well, that's another interesting point actually is how River will react especially the second leg at home because they, they would, the fans I think for most of the match uh, on Saturday were, were quite supportive were quite yeah but then afterwards there's a picture of the River fans having to leave under police riot shields right. and they were walking just underneath the, the popular yeah I think at full time it sort of hit a lot of people yeah. mm. Hardcore supporters so are. But it's it's going to be fascinating to me to see the atmosphere on on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, a bit on Belgrano, if you like, uh, a team that has experience playing mm-hmm. in first division recently. They're a big club from the lower division. Big club, well. very well supported club. And, and annoyingly, I, I, I would have loved to give them a plug because there was a really, really good English language blog on Belgrano de Cordoba. But the guy who runs it, who I exchanged emails with a couple of times like three or four years ago he stopped updating it about two years ago it's still available uh, I think it's El, El Bergantin Pirata which is Spanish for the, the pirate ship uh, .blogspot.com I think if I remember rightly but it's it's not been updated since like the end of mm. 2008 or 2009 if there is a, a, ever a moment in which yeah, he, yeah. he needs to upload uh, update it again it's now but well, they they normally play in a big stadium. But it's, uh, since it's going to be used as one of the Copa America's uh, venues, the Mario Alberto Kempes Stadium, formerly known as Chato Carreras, they're going to play at their little ground uh, in Barrio Alberdi. It's only 17k spectators uh, the capacity, so it's, it's going to be a lot of pressure. It's going to be a compact ground. The dimensions of the ground is not so different than the, the, the monumental, but they're closer to to the pitch. Just to make that clear, when you say the dimension of the ground, you mean the, the, the pitch, pitch, the actual pitch. Yes, sorry, yeah. the, the court. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately for Belgrano, it's the third time they play promotion. And every time they they, they they go to promotion, they have to play against a big team. Like they, they lost to Rosario Central mm. um, in the past. I, I can't remember exactly what year it was. They lost to Racing, and now they have to play River, which is... The, the, well, they, they're going... Uh, <laughs> up the scale. Up the scale, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're missing this. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the yeah, bigger the past, they are, the stronger... The, in the past, the, they did have uh, Picante Ferreira, right? Oh yeah, the spicy Ferreira is their striker. <laughs> the, the, sorry, the spicy Pereira okay. is their striker. Beautiful nickname. Mm-hmm. And but I, I think uh, the golfing class will be, uh, of course, noticeable. But the mental aspect of the game could, could really affect River in this case. Yeah, if you think um, about it, Belgrano are going to play with absolutely nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and we're just absolutely attacking. And, and the other thing it has to be said is that it looks at least for the moment as if River are going to be playing for a draw in the first leg they will. because they had a training session behind closed doors this morning but the, the media who were hanging around outside it um, were reporting afterwards that from what they'd heard and, and from what the snatches they managed to see it looks like JJ Lopez is going to be putting out a 4-4-2 
for the first time, which uh, on the one hand it's a relief to see them go into a proper defensive line rather than three centre, although it's actually going to be three centre backs plus one Manuel Diaz at left back, um, with Almeida and Ar- Arano in, in the middle. Arano is Carlos, Carlos Arano? Carlos Arano. He's a centre back really, but he's he's played a few games in midfield for oh left back of course he is yeah he's played a few games in central midfield for River during this this championship with Eric Lamela moved over to the right and Paolo Ferrari of course sorry Eric Lamela moved over to the left and Paolo Ferrari on the right of midfield which might given Ferrari and Lamela's qualities going past people and getting balls into the box with two men in the middle to aim at for once be a good idea but. It kind of smacks of playing slightly for the draw, especially with Arano and Almeida at the base of that. If it was Almeida and Lancini or somebody in, in, in the midfield, then maybe. But yeah, it looks like River are going to be playing for the draw. And like, they, like they did many times this season, and they were happy to get yeah. a, a number of draws. I, I have to admit it because the other thing is I've been pulled up on Twitter for not criticising Lopez, and uh, I think it's slightly unfair to criticise JJ Lopez too much for playing for draws because, to my mind, he can't go for heavy wins when he's got the strikers that he's got mm. and even though he was in charge for a transfer window it's not really his fault that he didn't have any better strikers because River had no money um, it's not his fault that Mariano Pavone was far and away the best attacker he had but he was perhaps too negative for mm. not only for, for the current situation because a couple of, of, of wins would have yeah, even mm. one win saved yeah. yeah one win yeah, exactly. and they were ch- just happy to play for a draw mm. and if if, the, if he's going to go that, down that road again it's very dangerous. It's well, they yeah, should yeah, go there and try to kill the game right now. Mm-hmm. Try to put the pressure on Belgrano and take uh, and play the second the, yeah. the second leg yeah. with an advantage. If and River come yeah, out and get a two goal a two goal lead in the first leg, then that's pretty much game yeah. over. You can't imagine Belgrano beating them three 0 in the middle. Yeah, I mean, certainly not that it's one of the things is that I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember whether during the Clausura River even conceded more than twice in a match. Even though they're playing awfully, nobody absolutely thrashed them. At least mm-hmm. on, on terms of the scoreline. But yeah, I remember Boca with the Cruz scored twice uh, yeah. against Real Boys as well. Boys. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't remember three. But anyway, yeah, I can't imagine them losing this over two legs. Um, no, then no, again, I, I couldn't imagine a few weeks even ago, we being in this situation. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and even last week, I was, yeah. I was convinced that Kilmes would get the result. And and this is the other thing, which which. Um, Seba alluded earlier to a lot of people thinking that something would happen just at the last minute to save River a dodgy refereeing decision or whatever. Um, and it seems to have been something that Julio Grondona thought as well, because on Friday, Grondona said some words that were um, remarkable, especially given what everybody in Argentina thinks of Julio Grondona. He was quoted in the newspapers as saying, I've somebody asked him about River's situation and obviously this was the day before the, the decisive games and he said I, I, I have this feeling I don't know I, I can't see River playing the promotion I, I just I have this feeling that, that something's going to happen and that they'll, they'll get the result they need and it was a very odd thing to say first of all because as I've already hinted River's result wasn't going to be the result that River needed they needed Kilmes and Olimpo to get the right result um, and Omar De Felipe the Olimpo coach was incandescent with rage because he, he took it as Grondona suggesting that, that the referee for his match against Kilmes had been given some instructions, let's say. Um, just to remind everybody, even had River lost, they'd have been fine if Olimpo hadn't beaten Kilmes. And I don't think he was the only person in Argentina who took it that way. I mean, I, I actually relaxed yeah, a bit when was... I saw that quote. I thought it was a horrible <laughs> thing to say. He, he definitely shouldn't have said it, but... 
even giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he just had a, you know, yeah. he meant what he said, which he just is had now a feeling. seems like that right. was the case. Um, if someone in his position, it's a bizarre really be yeah. thing to say. It's a very yeah, stupid thing. And, and also, I mean, all, all that would have needed, it, it, it becomes apparent now, as I say, because the results didn't go Rivers' way, that he probably hadn't given any instructions. But all it would have taken would have been for yeah, a dodgy right. penalty decision mm-hmm. anyway, a perfectly innocent and he was penalty a, decision to kill yeah. Messi at the last minute. It was a possible handball in the area for, from one of Lanús' players. Yeah. They could have given it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lamella went yeah. down on one challenge. Yeah, anything, could have been a penalty. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I'm, I'm happy that nothing dodgy yeah. Yeah. happened. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing. Across yeah. five, five games, yeah. and that's something really it's remarkable. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll mention, and this is taking it away from River Slide, but it, it, it's just that um, I, I've seen criticism at, at times before and even from Argentine suggesting that kind of playing on the last day with nothing to play for some teams will be happy just to kind of give the opponent the result that they need or whatever mm. didn't really see that at all no in, in the end Fresh Dorican Lanús went out and beat River up Italy at Lanús were playing like coma patients and River were <laughs> even worse but Lanús went out and beat River Boca kept on until the last minute everything that happened last weekend it was a very entertaining hour and a half I must admit it was fun to follow yeah, yeah. I, I ended up being exhausted I, 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 was, I didn't have any interest in any of those no. teams those 10 teams fortunes but in the end, after following the five matches simultaneously, mm. I was exhausted. I, yeah. I, I was, I was knackered, and of course, I was also quite angry because Twitter cut out <laughs> before the end of the game. So I was, you know, I was angry about that as well. And the other thing is that we've criticised the, the coverage here quite a bit as well. But the guys on Football Paradox, I think, did a really good job of flipping oh, between games, showing you the goals yeah. and everything. Which There's not that many other countries where you could get all five games being shown live on free-to-air television. Mm. It's pretty, uh, pretty impressive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we don't say many nice things about FT, FPT, but <laughs> I think we can praise them for that weekend. Definitely. I hope that we've talked enough about River because I'm looking at my watch and we're going to have to move on because there are one or two other loose ends to tie up. I don't think it would be entirely fair to leave, for instance, without mentioning a couple of players who've retired who played the last matches. Obviously, we spoke about Palermo's despedida farewell from La Bombonera last week, but he, as we've already said, with his last ever touch in professional football, set up a goal for another player. He then celebrated it as if he'd scored it himself, it has to be said. <laughs> the others were Rolando Schiavi has retired from, from Newell's. Mm, um, I didn't he, he could be signing for Boca. I thought he was signing for Boca. Yeah. Oh, has he? Oh, yeah, he, just, okay. he left he Newell's. Left, I, left, left. I, I have to say, I was watching it on mute. I assumed he was um, retiring because he's about 39. Or, yeah, he's 38, yeah. maybe. And Silvera, the same. He left Independiente, but right. he's probably going to go somewhere else. Hmm. Um, um, Chilotto, of course. Carlos Chilotto. Well, he will obviously play more games now because of that. Really? He still has oh, right, at, yeah, yeah. at least one so, more game. Yeah, and, and he free, yeah. Uh, had to leave the pitch early, of course, due to what looked like a horrendous one. Obviously, we didn't see it happen because I was watching the River game and they cut to him being carted off the pitch in a, in a neck brace. And when I say carted, of course, I mean stretched. <laughs> and stick him in a cart and that would have been too poor. Um, but yeah, he, he was walking about later on, even later on in the first half, he was walking about and it was okay again. He took a very, very vicious shot from Monson full in the face, didn't he? Could, could have been his twin brother, we're not sure. But <laughs> I, I think it was him, I think it was him. No, great, great player, great servant for, for Boca and for Gimnasia. Absolutely brilliant. Not, not the best of uh, abilities, but he had this trickery and he was very, very clever. He knew where to... Uh, where to be at every time clever in a lot of ways yeah, yeah exactly winning penalties and yeah. perhaps, perhaps yeah. not so clever that 
that he scored his penalty, of course, and then ran over and celebrated it like a maniac right in front of the Boca fans. His reputation at Boca, I don't know whether it's going to go. I don't think they would understand. understand yeah. but, uh, I think they would <laughs> celebrate, especially given that. Yeah. He always said he's a Gimnasia fan. He's, he's given Boca everything he had, yeah. and mm. such a great... Uh, I mean, I'm envious of, of Boca fans for having... Yeah, there's very few people that can claim to be kind of legends and heroes at two clubs, but Barashilotto's definitely one of them. Yeah, definitely. Three. You have, you have to come Columbus Crew. Of course, yeah. Columbus Crew. Um, <laughs> the others were, just to round up the rest of the weekend, obviously having spoken about all the teams, even the ones who've got nothing much to play for, putting in their very best, we've got to, I suppose, on at least two of them, uh, the, the crew here, are going to say a begrudging, uh, congratulations to doing the same to Bella Sarsfield who ruined Racing's opposite Americana um, hopes and ensured that Argentinos draw with Tigre on Saturday was enough to, to put Argentinos into the Sudamericana of course that drops down to the seventh place side in the season long table because River ending up in the promotion means that River won't be allowed in even though they finish fifth which we mentioned in previous weeks slightly silly rule but there you go <laughs> um, and what were the other results from all boys Godoy Cruz I believe Godoy Cruz won that beat all boys won now Niels won beat Colón Niels beat Colón and then somebody played San Lorenzo and Drew Banfield and San Lorenzo was one which was pretty much at their brother all of those matches of course mattered about as much as you've just heard how much attention we gave them to making sure the results were right because they really didn't matter very much is there anything else that we're going to be well Diego Simeone the famous well the of course yeah, England fans will remember him from 98 yeah he me and Seb will be cheering him on next year because he's very close to succeeding uh, Miguel Angel Russo the terrible cagón <laughs> as wrestling manager no, by the way we didn't really mention this before the last um, but Russo's managed the last Two racing games, hasn't he? Knowing that he's not going to be the last, last one. Yeah, it was yeah, a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a similar right. situation, I think, to what Maradona had. They had a, they gave him an offer he couldn't accept. Basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's going to be going to is it Estudiantes? Yeah, so it pretty looks much like confirmed. It, yeah. yeah, he was a player for Estudiantes. Yeah. He was also a manager. Imagine, yeah. um, um, yeah. But these are all not going to miss him. We're not going to nah. miss him. So. He's, he was by the end. He wasn't very much loved in racing. These are all issues that, to a large extent, we'll pick up in next week's podcast. As well as, of course, by, by next week we'll be able to give you the result of River versus Belgrano in the playoff. We won't be able to give you the result, I don't think, of Gimnasia or Orican against San Martin, because we're pretty sure that will be played afterwards, but I, I don't think it's too unfair to say that the River results are the one people are going to be most interested about uh, internationally. Unless anybody has anything to add. No, I was just going to mention that Union de Santa Fe... One promotion from second division to first. Yeah, they're gonna renew the, the rivalry with Colón. Yeah. Which we were talking about last week, in fact, yeah. weren't we? On, on yeah. the, when when it looked like Union might have been in the in the playoff, uh, twenty six twenty five or something in Colón's advantage. That that Clásico at the moment. So it's going to be really interesting. Now we're getting a new uh, Clásico in the Primera División, but we're risking of losing. Gimnasia Estudiantes or Huracán San Lorenzo or the Super, or the super. which would be massive and the second division is getting Quilmes Platense back as well that's something <laughs> another point is that there's going to be four Santa Fe teams in yeah. uh, Primera which is pretty impressive yeah. and uh, a lot yeah. more teams from outside the uh, well what they say in Spanish the Conurbano which is like Greater Buenos Aires I guess you could say Yeah. and how many teams possibly from Eight now in the in the ex- 
in the interior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. a lot more than it has. Yeah. 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 yeah, so obviously next next week we will uh, we'll be back and also next week I should mention for fans of Mystic Down um, I left the house in a in a rush to get over here this evening because we're on a very tight schedule after recording two podcasts the second of which we've already recorded but you will hear in a few days as a result I don't have the Klausura table as it would have been how <laughs> Mystic Down predicted his results but I will present that uh, in front of we hope a very special guest next week um, so that we can all point and laugh at Dan for it um, <laughs> is it that bad? It, it, actually, broadly speaking, slightly surprisingly, <laughs> most of the positions are about right. But there's one team in particular who are. <laughs> He's already told me who it is. I'm yeah, curious. who are significantly I'm higher. Don't tell me. I want uh, to know. I we'll we'll to tell know. you when we stop recording. Yeah. Uh, no, no, oh, no, no. I want to know live when we next. <laughs> okay, good. Um, well, we will. And yeah, I think I think this is it, isn't it? So next yeah. week we'll we'll kind of be wrapping up our general feelings on on the. Klausura we well on do, the season we as a whole. We can do a couple of votes for best player and yeah, worst of course, team. We'll, we'll be giving the, the results of the, the best Argentine abroad vote, so please keep those coming into awards at astelgolsiempre.com. We'll be looking forward to the, the Copa America, obviously less of a general team preview and more of just our general excitement of what I think, at least for the three English speakers among us, is going to be our first tournament that any of us will have covered actually being there in the country. Seb is a bit of an old hand and he's not even bothered to apply for accreditation for it, so he's much less bothered. But yeah, for now, it's uh, it's going to be good night. I'm off to drown my sorrows somewhere. I've got a bottle of rum at home, so I <laughs> haven't had any dinner either. No money to <laughs> <laughs> Maybe save your rum till next Sunday. So yeah, I yeah. need it even more. Then. Yeah, that, that could be true. Either to celebrate or more likely to <laughs> put it next to the revolver on the table. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so it's goodbye from me. It's it's goodbye from Seba. Yeah, we are played in second division QPR <laughs> Premier League. I'm happy. <laughs> goodbye from Australian Dan. Good night. And goodbye from English Dan. Good night. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.